0: And welcome to Electronic Ears with me, Fenner. Well, it would be hard to start this week's show without making some passing reference to the fact that we are, as of 11 o'clock on Friday, out of the EU, which I know for an awful lot of people is a cause for celebration, and they see that as a really positive thing. And I have to confess that I am simply left with a profound sense of loss. Um, In fact, uh, the Minx and I were in France last weekend, and it was uh, really bittersweet to know that we were leaving the EU. Um, as much as anything, I've been angered with how the Leave campaign has been run. So much disinformation, so few people with any really clear idea of what benefit, if any, we'll get from leaving the EU. Um, and the conduct of people like Michael Gove has really, really angered me. And I was pleased to discover this week that Neil Tennant of Short Boys felt the same way and that he has very succinctly put whatever I feel into a single that was released last year from an EP called Agenda. This track is called Give Stupidity a Chance. boys and give stupidity a chance from their agenda EP which came out roughly this time last year actually and I would repeat really that my criticism there is not of the people who voted leave who I'm sure for the most part had the best of intentions but just Really, my criticism of the people who've put information out there that is so inaccurate, like even on Saturday, people going, oh, everyone, people like Daniel Hannan saying, what a disaster it would be. Uh, And it was all Project Fear because everything's fine, isn't it? We've left the EU. But of course, we're in the transition period for 11 months. When the wheels come off the bus will be next January. And I fervently hope for all of us that they don't. Anyway, let's get off that contentious topic and go back to what I said about being in France last weekend. Uh, The Minx and I got a couple of Eurostar tickets uh, on the cheap. Uh, In fact, it cost us more to get to London than it did to get to Paris from London. And from there, we went down to Rouen, which is a beautiful city. Uh, We went to the Joan of Arc exhibition, which was excellent, and a missed opportunity there to play Joan of Arc by OMD. And on the Saturday, we went to see Balthazar who we've seen playing a number of times in this country in small venues. Well, they're much bigger on the continent and they were playing uh, in a venue called the the 106. Um, Really, uh, not like an arena-sized place, but much bigger than anywhere I've seen them playing before. And they were absolutely superb, Uh, up to a five-piece now, all brilliant musicians. You know, the the synth player was playing some guitar and also some trombone. One song had this fantastic trombone loop running the way through it. Um, The bassist is also a brilliant saxophonist, And the songs were all great as well. They are melodic yet heavy in the same way that the Bad Seeds are. Uh, So I was looking for a track to play by them today. Um, I picked up one from their album Thin Walls. This track is called Then What?
1: This heart from coming completely apart. Then, what? And if in the warmth and rhythm of your skin, I lost everything I could win. Then, Then what is it? All that lay thin Upon the sweat on your skin Retreated deep into your body again Well, what is it then? What is it then? What is it then? What is it it? then?
0: Althazar and Then What, taken from the Thin Walls album. Uh, now, it was quite a week for gigs, actually, because on Saturday, we saw Balthazar in Rouen. Uh, on Tuesday, we saw Wire in Manchester. I'll come back to that later on. And then on Wednesday, we saw Madonna playing at the Palladium in London. Now, I'm not a huge Madonna fan, but The Minx is. When she was younger, that was like her absolute favourite artist. And I'd always thought, well, it would be interesting to see Madonna, but I'm just not into really big arena-sized gigs. And then last year I saw that she was doing this theatre tour and one of the venues she was playing was the Palladium in London. So I managed to get a couple of tickets which were eye-wateringly expensive, I have to say, but very, very worthwhile in the end. Uh, She's been carrying a couple of injuries, I think a hip injury. So uh, this is Madonna, not the Minx. So there was some danger that she would cancel the concert. The Monday night's performance was cancelled. But we got there on Wednesday and everything was good to go. And it was quite amazing, actually. It was a really theatrical show. You'd have been disappointed if you'd gone along hoping to hear all the hits. I think she maybe played three or four songs that I knew, including a cracking version of Frozen. But as I say, it was a very, very theatrical show, a uh, lot of dance. Uh, There's a kind of an audience with Madonna aspect to it as well. She did quite a bit of talking to the audience, and she was absolutely charming and funny, actually. Um, so I was trying to pick a track from her most recent album, Madame X, to play. And I picked this one for a couple of reasons. Um, I like it, which is a good place to start. But also I think it really kind of encaptures uh, in a kind of audio manner some of the theat. theatricality of the actual show itself. This is Madonna and God Control. Everybody knows
2: the damn truth Our nation led We lost respect When we wake up What can we do? Get the kids ready Take them to school Everybody knows they don't have a chance To get a decent job To have a normal life When I talk reforms, it makes me laugh They pretend to hell, it makes me laugh I think I understand why people get a gun I think I understand why we all give up Every day they have a candle Victory, blood of innocence spread everywhere They say that we need love But we need more than this Thank uh-huh.
0: Madonna and God Control. It was an extraordinary experience seeing her play live and seeing her so close up, which I guess was the main thing for me, just to actually be able to see what was going on without resorting to video screens and what have you. And all of her dances were amazing and the singing, it was just extraordinary. Uh, Now, an unusual thing that came out this week was a new EP by Paul Weller, um, which I really... Well, I mean, a a new EP by Paul Weller is no surprise, perhaps in itself. He's a reasonably prolific guy. Uh, But this is a very electronic, music concrete kind of piece, uh, taken from an EP of four such pieces called In Another Room. I half suspect that this has arisen from the work he did recently with Hannah Peel, of whom I'm a big fan, who did a lot of orchestration for an album that he did recently, which I've never heard. I have to say, I am not a massive Paul Weller or Jam fan or Style Council, indeed. But this EP I have found tremendously interesting. I'll probably play a couple more tracks from it, actually. Um, This is the opening track, though, and this is called In Another Room. Mm. um mm. Paul Weller, yes, that Paul Weller, and the opening track from his EP, In Another Room, which, as I say, is really interesting, if so very different from everything else I've ever heard by him. Now, one of the weird things about electronic music is that, kind of when it started out, there were very few real genres. I'm talking late 70s, early 80s. You might have synth pop, people talked about futurist music, Human League and Depeche Mode, or New Romantics, Japan, Duran Duran. But with dance music, they just become this ridiculous prolipera- proliferation of different genres and subgenres, which I've never been able to keep up with. And one that I've heard of, which I came across again this week, is electro clash, which just means nothing to me. Um, but it was with reference to a track by an artist called Miss Kitten, who again I'd never maybe heard of in passing, but never paid any real attention to. But this uh, particular article I was reading pointed to a track by uh, an album performed by Miss Kitten and The Hacker, uh, which came out like nearly 20 years ago. And I really like it. so again, this is just another one of those artists I certainly to have to go and investigate. Um, the track I'm going to play for you now by them, though, taken from their opening uh, their debut album, which was imaginatively called first album. This is Frank Sinatra. Miss Kitten and Frank Sinatra. So in preparation for this Madonna gig that we went to, the Minx has been reading a book called uh, Like an Icon by an author called Lu- Lucy O'Brien, um, which obviously tells the story of Madonna. And Actually, it's a thick but very interesting book by the looks of things. And when we were travelling down on the train, uh, the Minx said to me, had I ever heard of a guy called Daniel Dark, uh, who produced Madonna's music and American Life albums? Uh, with reference, she was saying, to this band he was in in the early 80s called Taxi Girl, who were like a new romantic band and she assumed I'd heard of them, and I never did. Uh, so I looked them up. Uh, the, the band existed for about eight years from 1978 onwards. So obviously I've gone back to have a look into them. And there was this one track on Spotify, which everybody rated, called Cherche Le Garçon. So I thought I'd give that a spin for you now. It's, I mean, it's kind of very of its time. See what you think. Girl and Cherche le garçon, which sounds more new wave than new romantic to me. But let's move on to Craven Faults, whose album Erratics and Unconformities came out at the start of the year. This is probably the last track, in fact, this is the last track I'm gonna play off this album, not because there are no other great tracks on it, but because they're all like 18 or 19 minutes long. But I would highly recommend it if you have enjoyed the stuff I've played by them on the show in the past. I think it's probably about 18 months been playing all their various tracks now. They've done three EPs and now this album, which as I say, is called Erratics and Unconformities. I mean, it's very much to my tastes. So when I say that I would recommend it to you. Well, see what you think of this. This track is called Hanging Stones. Craven Faults and Hanging Stones taken from their album Erratics and Unconformities. I would love to see them play live, although God knows how long that gig would last for. Somewhere like Hebden Bridge Trades Hall would be absolutely amazing. So the other gig that we went to this week was on Tuesday night at Band on the Wall in Manchester, as I mentioned earlier, to see Wire, who I was a huge fan of theirs in the kind of 80s and very early 90s when they went through a very electronic phase. I was introduced to them by my friend Bill, uh, who was a fan of their first three kind of post-punk albums, uh, Pink Flag, Chairs Missing, and 154, but I've really got into them with the ideal copy. And then after Bruce Gilbert left, after their Send album, I kind of didn't like them quite so much. Um, They went into this kind of beat combo mode, a lot of guitar music, and not the kind of sonically interesting stuff that I really love. I have carried on buying their albums, and I probably see them on most tours and enjoy that. But the new album, uh, Mindhive, is a bit more of a return to what I really liked about them. embraces that electronic side a bit more. And the gig on Tuesday night was absolutely excellent. I mean, they're one of those bands, that even if I don't recognise the song, I can still enjoy the performance and what I'm listening to. And they played, did play three or four absolute crackers. But my favourite part of the evening was when they played a track off the new album called Hung, which was the last one they played before they went off and came back for an encore. And the best thing about it for me was probably the last four or five minutes, which was just guitar noise. Uh, Really on a par that time when I saw the Brian Jonestown Massacre playing in Olverston, a little venue. Was it called something like The Kitchen or something like The Refectory? And I just love that splendid, huge noise, everyone doing different sounds. So it's not just like a thrash, it's really sonically interesting. That's not captured so much on the album, but you do get a taste of it here. This is Wire and Hung. Wire and Hung, uh, a track taken from their new album, Mindhive. And as I say, when we saw them on Tuesday night, that was absolutely splendid. Band on the Wall is a cracking little venue, actually. Lovely place to go and see a band play. So one more track to play this week, a uh, track by Kraftwerk, which takes me back to why I really fell in your, in love with Europe in my kind of late teens when I first got into music. So, you know, I hear Kraftwerk playing things like Trans-Europe Express and all, you know, were uh, sorry, Ultravox talk, talking about Vienna and the new Europeans. And it seemed incredibly romanticized place to me. You know, Simple Minds, Empires and Dance, all these new romantic albums of that era that made me yearn to be part of this super cool culture. And over the decades that followed, uh, I have fallen properly in love with it. The romanticized notion has been replaced by an actual love for the place. And as I say, whilst I am still a European, I'm so sad to be out of the EU now. Um, Um, And I don't mean to be contentious on that. I know a lot of people are very, very happy. Half of us, apparently, are very happy to be out of the EU. And I'm really not knocking that. It's a matter of taste, isn't it? It's just very difficult sometimes when a decision is made for you and you just have to go along for the ride, which I guess is where we are now. And maybe this is something I'll try not to mention again. But I am going to close the show this week with a track from the Trans-Europe Express album, uh, the opening track, actually. The version I'm going to play for you, though, is a, I think, a, a more listenable version, which came out on the 3D de Catalog box set a year or two ago after they did all those live concerts. So I'm going to leave you with this track, Europa End Loss. Uh, but before I go, I'll say thanks for listening. I hope you'll be back next week. And until then, cheers. Bye.
3: ist zeitlos.